you set your expectations <laughs> high, but be prepared to be let down and be okay with that. Just understand that people are flawed. And then don't give any more time to those said people and move on with your life. <laughs> sounds like This sounds like a conversation you may have had with yourself once or twice. <laughs> Many hours of therapy. That was a very expensive therapy. Uh, I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for money, business, and elevating my game. Bryn is my co-host. She's my friend and marketing director for my mortgage team. That's right. I'm a marketing girl, a mama of three, and wife of one. And like Josh, elevating life, business, and relationships, well, it's my jam. This season's topic, elevate your game. What do you want? Do you want to push personal limits, find joy, be more present? Be a better parent, have a sexier marriage, make more money, save more money, start your own business, develop a hobby, or strengthen important relationships? Impact the world, be a better boss, or create a stronger business? Then you are ready to elevate. And this is the place to do it. Are you ready? Sigmund Sense Season 3, Elevate Your Game. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> Bald bull here. <laughs> Bald face, anyways. I know. But, like, is it weird that it didn't... I didn't even flinch. That's. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't either. Chrissy says my face is back. I said I don't like my face. Maybe because you have a little <laughs> bit of, like, scruff. Left. Like, most people, mm -hmm. when they have facial hair and it goes away, it's very That's because you've startling. known me for most of my career with you without facial hair. Maybe... But I also married my husband without facial hair, and if he shaves his face now, I'm like, I don't know who you are. You're going to have to leave the house because you're a stranger. I don't know. Strange is sometimes fun. It's very, very weird. It's very weird. If like, you're not I didn't married, even, for the record, if you're not married. I didn't even flinch when you walked in. Well, what are we talking about today, Bryn? Um, reading. Oh, reading. It's really more about the, the overall picture, right? It's like the how to elevate your game and retention of knowledge. Yeah. Gaining knowledge, retention. Reading is probably the best avenue. Yeah. So I think um, I think as business people, we're told to read and or we're assigned to read. Yep. And if you're not an avid reader and truly enjoy it, then it becomes very checkbox. Yep. And so or, or just that, not done. Just or not done. And then that falls into um, a bad routine and habit because you just kind of go on autopilot. So, you know, for those of us that I include myself in this, I don't love, love, love to read. Um, really? Mm, no. Okay. That's an honest answer. No, I don't love it. But I bet most people that listened would say you have the same answer, by the way. Yeah. Here's what's funny. When I was little, when I was a kid, all I did was read. That is it. I mean, mm. I was such a reader. Then, th I, and I think it falls into two parts. One, um, if I'm going to read at this point in my life, it's some sort of business book. So that's where we have a bullet point to talk about balance of mm -hmm. fun books versus yep. business books or self-help help books, I guess. Um, it has to be on Audible because I truly fall asleep every time I start reading or sit down so I, you sit down in chairs you fall i'm sorry you sit down in chairs you fall asleep in chairs chairs couches that's funny bed yes so you're old i fall asleep <laughs> like if my body stops moving i go to sleep <laughs> um, is it just like unplug the robot it's like yes <laughs> just, i know my kids make fun of me all the time they're like oh she's in her spot she's gonna go to sleep um so that makes it hard 
<laughs> which then, um, I mean, I love Audible. I really do love Audible. But also, you have to be careful that you're not thinking about other things while the book is playing hmm. because then it's pointless because you haven't listened to anything. You know, what's funny is I think there's some studies that it's not pointless. Like really? having that in the background, you'll pick up on certain things. Well, you know, that's true. That's true. But right. if, but, you know, I mean, I would like to think I would be a little bit more. You certainly can get more out of it. Yeah, if yeah. I was being. I think that's exactly what this is about, right? So the whole series has been about elevating your game. And so this is certainly an area. I'll, I'll tell my story about, I am a reader. You know, I, I have a goal every year now for, this is my third year of reading 52 books a year. Um, for some people listening, that's not enough. And for some people who are like, holy shit, I haven't done that since I was in, in school. Like, I don't even think you read 52 books in elementary, middle and high school. No, I doubt that. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, not unless it's on your own that right, you, you want to read. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think in high school, what, there's like three books, like three main books that you're forced to read? Forced to? That's fun. <laughs> forced Reading is to fun read? For all you kids. Forced so, to read. So my story is really easy. So my dad was, so I was definitely one of those kids that was pushing back on reading. Like I did not like it because I'm a very much an active person. I was trying to destroy something or climb something when I was middle school. And I remember that my dad was um, saying, hey, dude, like, you got to read. You got to read every single day. And I was like, what, like, you have the got to. And I'm like, I'll be fucking damned. <laughs> like, I don't got to do anything, right? Exactly. Um, now, I would never say that's my dad because I would have gotten a firm, you know, kick in the butt. But he said, look, Josh, let me give you a hint, hint to life. And and this is one of his, like, little old man gems that I remember. I've remembered for now every bit of 30 years. He said, look, you can live a lifetime yourself and you can make a lot of your own mistakes and you'll learn from those mistakes or you can live thousands of lifetimes in your lifetime by reading other people's stories and learning from their mistakes and yeah. learning from what, what works for them. And that always just re really resonated with me because it's so true. You know, it's um, I love the idea of like pave the way and figure it out on your own. But the truth of the matter is, is like it's easier to follow the snowplow than to be the snowplow. Yeah, it just is. And so. For me, the reading piece has been just a uh, uh, an accelerant would be a great uh, way to say it. Like if you put gasoline on fire, it's an accelerant. If you were to another uh, way to say that would be it's um, it's just the plus one, right? Yeah. Like reading in business is just a plus one. And so um, finding a little bit of time, I think it really starts with routines, right? If you were to say uh, like, how do I do it now? Do I think start, the, I yeah. think a big piece of why people don't read is that they don't have time, just like everything else. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's first, you know, instinctive little knee-jerk reaction is, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to, you know, I've got kids. I, got, I don't have time. I'm, you know, I'm working 80 hours a week. I don't have time. And so um, that's always the knee-jerk. And so you got to find the time and, and, and make that a priority, I really think. So um, yes, it's so, the daily routines, right? Yes. And so for me... Um, the easiest place to find that time to read is is in the car, which is the Audible piece. Which is the Audible so piece. Audible for if you if you don't know what it is by now, it's it's a Amazon owned company and basically you it reads the book to you, like the yeah, author in some cases reads it to you. Yes, and that's so important to me that the author reads. Uh -huh. It's so important, but um, yeah, and you it's a subscription. Um, you pay a certain amount a month, and then you get credits. You get one credit a month. Um, by the way, the max is six that you can have before you stop getting credits. <laughs> I know that because it's because you're not reading I, enough. Because I have, your consumption of I have knowledge. My, yes, I need to increase wow. my consumption. Um, so in the car, obviously, um, and then the other place that I'm working on, and it's really a hard habit to break, is um, while I am doing laundry, while mm. I am cleaning up the kitchen, while mm -hmm. you know, while I'm doing tasks that are mindless. Mm -hmm. 
typically when I when I look up, it's dead silent. Hmm. You know, I'm just folding the laundry in silence. Yep. So, um, and there's probably some health to that. <laughs> probably something that good that comes from that. But um, well, immediate gratification. You have a stack of crap. And well, then just, just I mean, I mean the quietness, yeah. like just oh the meditation having, piece. Yeah, yeah, just having it be quiet, but. Um, uh, incorporating it, turning on a podcast or, or turning on an audible book during those times, I think is is really good. And I'm working on it. Like I said, it's a yep. habit. Most of the time, I'm halfway through, and I'm like, oh, I need to, yeah, <laughs> I need to get my my you know my book out or whatever. Um, so yeah, incorporating it into your daily yep. routines. Yeah, but then and, again, and, there's some people that really like paper. You know, they really yeah. want the paper. Well, my so favorite things different... to do is every vacation I go on, I always have a paperback. That I can throw my in my knapsack with me when I go on the uh, plane or go sit. At, it's literally like in your knapsack. It was is that backpack knapsack? <laughs> like am I that old? What's the? I don't know. I don't have. I don't a fucking, know what like, generation. I don't have a man purse. Let me just be really clear about that. So. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> well, my knapsack you has and my. Your knapsack, it's also you known. Just... As, it's also known as a go bag for me. <laughs> a go bag for us is full of diabetic supplies, but okay. <laughs> well, my go bag is full of like guns, ammo, money, uh, IDs, like ready to leave any time. But whatever, that's a different episode. So, <laughs> so, right, so Josh's my, knapsack, go on vacation. <laughs> right. So, in my knapsack, my go bag, my lunchbox, whatever, I always have a paper. <laughs> don't laugh and throw up your, your coffee. But I, I have a paperback and I love it. I love like the sit down and make sure you read that one book on, on the beach or one I book. I take one every time. And you never read it. It <laughs> makes you feel good when you're packing, though. <laughs> it really does. Guys, like the purpose of books is not as paperweights. It's really funny how many books I send out as gifts to, or give to, you know, clients or referring partners as gifts. And uh, especially like daily devotionals or or leadership uh, Bibles or things like that. And I literally, I'll be coaching people and I'm like, hey, did you read today? And they're like, no, but I have the book. I'm like, that's not the point. The point is not for it to be on the desk. It's no, to it read is, the book. It's the perfect height that I needed my plant to be. That's so right. I put my that's right. On it. So, um, you know, it's funny. We've been talking for 10 minutes and we haven't really talked about much, but I, here, I want you guys to hear more than it's just about reading, right? The... I think that you're either growing or you're dying and you're either feeding your brain or and you're and you're moving the needle in that way no different than a business. Your business is either growing or it's dying. Like there is no uh, perfectly level perfect business that has exact revenue every single month with exact expenses every month that can sustain that without uh, because clients die, referring partners die. Um, new things are invented, new software is created by other competing companies. So the whole point is that you've always had to be growing. And so the the way that you grow is probably two or threefold. That's why it's not just about reading, right? I think reading is an obvious one because what I've always found is that people that read are always seeking for other ways to improve, period. They're looking for ways to improve their businesses or personally. I think that a secondary piece of, of this is really coaching. Why? Because I think people that actually believe that they're broken or willing to work on it and are seeking uh, accountability in that area, go further, period, than people that have it all figured out. Like all lines lead to them and they're the top of the freaking totem pole. Uh, and so I think that coaching and uh, would be another piece. Mentorship is different than coaching, right? Uh, coaching is truly about accountability. Coaching is about, hey boss, I want to get here. How do I get there? And they tell you what to do and then you turn in homework. That's what coaching looks like. Um, the prescription, if you will. Versus mentorship is modeling after somebody that's that has, uh, in appearances usually, has achieved more in the areas that you want to achieve in, right? So 
Think about the friendly old neighbor next door that just took a personal interest in you growing up and like gave you life advice. Sometimes we don't need to listen to our parents' advice, even though it's good advice, but all of a sudden your neighbor says the exact same thing, yeah. that mentor, and, they can hear. and all of a sudden your ears are wide open. And so between reading, mentorship, and coaching, those are probably the three primary areas for me over my career that have really helped me the most progress and grow, right? Yeah. So, um, and so I think too, when we say reading, we're not just saying reading either. We're saying consumption of knowledge. Right. And so, you know. I don't care if it's a podcast. Right, I don't care I if it's like into. YouTube shorts. I don't care what it is. Yeah, YouTube, podcasts, TED Talks. Um, the other thing that I feel like is a real TED Talks is benefit, excellent, by the way. Yes. Old school noob- newspapers, lost art. Newspaper. I don't even know where you get one of those. It's on the subscription on your I phone. I mean, oh, there's an app for that. <laughs> yes, you can subscribe to uh, all of the big usually publications. Usually, I just want the Sunday ones because they have what, all the comics. The great... No, the, <laughs> the no, Sunday the ads, funniest. The ads. <laughs> oh, you want the ads? Even better, marketing. Yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, talk about like improving your spelling and your vocabulary. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that. like that is a huge huge benefit of reading. Mm-hmm. Weston's a big time reader. His vocabulary is massive yep. and he can spell. Yep. Not that you can tell well, that it's spelled right because handwriting is mm-hmm. atrocious. But <laughs> Well, I love that you just said that. Um, you know, not just, uh, and this is why this all benefits you long-term in business, right? Like if you're trying to elevate yourself in business or in life in general, two big skills that are often like overlooked, like huge skills, uh, is uh, reading, writing, but also the art of communication. Mm-hmm. So if you can't communicate your thoughts effectively or meaning in a meaningful way to get the point across, you're just not going to go as far in life. Period. Man, so give you, like I'll give you a great example. There's uh, many, many, many wonderful people that have applied for a job with me, and many, many of those people couldn't put together a fucking email. Like you re- yes. literally read it, and it's written in the garbage way that children text each other these days mm-hmm. where they're incomplete sentences there is no, punctu- punctuation, no punctuation there or they're run on sentences or you know there's there's a lack of salutation or there's a lack of, of uh you know greeting or a, a call to action there's there's just it's really poor communication in general right and so what you know one of the things that you just brought up is spot on you know uh um grammar um yes in yeah. general grammar and spelling is super 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 important to get what you want in life. So don't don't just overlook it as, um, I don't really want to work on self-help books. Okay, then read garbage, but read garbage that's written well because at least books are edited. Right. And so the editor's job is to make sure that this proper grammar and punctuation, and it could be a crazy, you know, um, sex book for all I care. You know, well, what, what's uh, a- Fifty Shades of Grey. I read all of them. All three, of them. All three of them. I did read all of those. Yep. Oh, good. And then I didn't listen to him either. I read them all because I wanted to understand what was inside a woman's mind. <laughs> Quite fascinating, man. I mean. Quite fascinating. Christian Grey. I mean, come on. Come on. Don't give a shit about Christian Grey. <laughs> Except I do want to fly helicopters. Did I tell you about that? Um, no. I just signed up for my first lesson. That's a that's super exciting. You can take yeah. me on a ride. It's on my bucket list. I've never been on a helicopter. Well, my wife's not going to get on the helicopter, so I'll take you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go with the reading and, and the disciplines that have to come around it. So I, I really do think that it starts with, don't say I'm going to be a better reader. Just like any goal in life, uh, it just doesn't work. Just say, I'm going to be better at that. It is how and some measurement and by when, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I like the goal for me of a book a week. Uh, but it could be a book a month would be a huge step for most anyone in the human race. 
Um, but a book a quarter could be a very you know bite-sized goal. One book every 90 days is mm-hmm. nothing. And then when you look at it, you can pick an average book. An average book, if you're going to read a paperback, is in about 200, 250, 300 pages, somewhere in that range, two to 300 pages. Um, and um, start there. So if you have just an easy, kind of an easy breakdown, 300 pages in 30 days is 10 pages a day. So 300 pages in three months is three pages a day, three, four pages a day. It's not that hard. So it's just not. You could actually maybe get through all three pages before you fall asleep. Who who fucking knows, right? I don't know. I don't know. But my point is, yeah. My sister-in-law reads and reads and reads. Like she reads so much that she's like, I have to. Yes. I have to like shut it down for a minute because I, I, I could read until you know whatever it gets in, it starts getting in the way of stuff but and she it, she reads really fast and she talks about this like she reads down the middle of the page mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't understand that i can't get around have i mean i have to read every word but i feel like you have said something about that too speed reading yeah. just like reading do you read down the middle of it's, the page uh i don't even think i've Focus. I, I've never thought about the middle of the page is my best answer. I'm a, I can definitely speed read. Um, so I tend to speed read through garbage books, which I actually appreciate sometimes. Like I, I like yeah. disconnecting, um, but I do slow down and focus on words when it's something that's a very important subject to me that I really want to digest, okay. right? So we're talking about just so. getting rid of all of the if and then like all of those words well i mean so there's so there's some cool studies right like if you have um if you know the first letter and last letter of any word you don't actually have to read every letter in the word right it is your mind will fill in the gaps with reps right so you know a and d is and right you Mm -hmm. don't have to think about that um o and n with five letters what starts with o ends with n and is five letters long i have no idea can we write it what do you think what starts with (laughs) o Ends with N is five letters long. If you saw a piece of paper, it'd be easy. Yeah, I was gonna say. Here, let me let me let me write I'm gonna write this down. Let's write do a little down. test. See if this works for you. <laughs> now there's gotta be uh, There has to be a vowel. There, there, well, it's also there have to be you have to know what the letters are. There you go. Oh ocean, yeah. Real easy. But you said it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it starts with an O, ends with an N, five letters long. Oh, okay. I mean, you didn't spell it right here. Okay. I did that in pr- intentionally. That's the point. <laughs> so you literally, <laughs> if, if you, <laughs> you didn't spell it right. No, that's, that's the point. Um, but, but there's lots of studies around that. It's actually, out. you can, you can have a, for fun, you can have your friend write out an entire sentence, have the correct letters in the word out of order, start with the right letter, end with the right letter, and you can read it. You can read it, yeah. As fast as you can read any book. And so it's one of those things that you, when the more you read, because you're used to seeing the words, right? It's not like a first grader learning the word, but you see the word a thousand times, you don't have to read the whole freaking word to get the word. But yeah. going back to the whole point of this, um, I do think that having a specific measurable goal to create a routine and habit, uh, to say I did it or I didn't, um, and then uh, that's the first step. So I'm gonna read a book a quarter, cool. How am I gonna do that specifically? I'm gonna read three pages a day on a 300 yeah. page book. Um, that would be a step, uh, a first step. A second step to me is if you suck at reading or you just don't enjoy it, then start with a subject or that you like. Like, like, don't start with reading a digest. Don't start with reading don't the encyclopedia. Don't start with the twenty-one laws of leadership. Right. Don't start with like real unless you're super interested in leadership right now. By like, the way, that was a reference to how Josh killed the book club. Oh, good. 
Well, the, the guys are still <laughs> reading. Like, they read the damn book. We started the started the book club with inter, uh, raving fans, which is like a super simple read. In month two, Josh <laughs> picks the twenty one laws of leadership, which literally looks like an encyclopedia. Yeah, I was much younger man then. I didn't understand <laughs> how it all works, like, but yeah. <laughs> so let's let's keep working through this though. So so step one is like choose choose a you know a, pick a book that you're going to read in a period of time, break it down to a daily routine, schedule that time. It doesn't take but 10 minutes a day to read three pages. It just doesn't. 10 pages is, three pages, 10 10 minutes is pretty easy. Um, Pick a subject that you're interested in. I um, I have really found that I love autobiographies and biographies Good. like so, love 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 yeah them. so who's the who, who's somebody that's super fascinating to you right now that you'd like to learn more about um i can't think off the top of my head but um okay well i'm going through this for real like, thing about that i want to share i'm going to just give you an example well i have some in my <laughs> i have okay. some in my queue <laughs> well while you look that up so uh outside of that uh, um people that are reading or in that in that area ask for references or mm-hmm. uh, for sure get, get referrals to a book I think it's really interesting. Like I, lo- I love an audible that you can actually share. Like when you're done reading a book, if you really like it, you can share that with a friend. Um, that's also interested in the same thing. By the way, it's a super cheap gift that's impactful to a lot of people. If you get into reading, one thing I've always found is that higher net worth people definitely read, period. And if you're trying to grow your business or the group of people that you hang out with, that's a great way to, to kind of test the waters. Hey, Chris, I was thinking about you. I just finished this book. Um, I'm going to share this audible link with you. It, it costs you 15 bucks, right? Well, now you've put demonstrated that you care about their business and you care about them and you're trying to help them. If they read it, they enjoy it. Now you've got something to talk about your next business meeting, right? So For I think, sure. I think that's super important to um, come up with. Okay. So, um, I have, I have some in here that, so the Enneagram was a subject that not but you said what, autobiographies. Not, not what I know, but we're talking about. So without a bag, well, go, go, I'm curious about somebody that you're interested. In. <laughs> oh well, okay. So Elon Musk, I do, I definitely do want to read his. Um, we talked about that. And you read that girl that was all over social media. The, yeah, the I read girl, wash her. Your, yeah, wash your face. What's yes, her name? Rachel Hollis's yep. books. I did read hers. Um, I did read. Will Smith, I did read Matthew McConaughey, both excellent books. Yeah, even though Will lost his damn mind. He lost his book. mind. It's still a great book. Um, Hillary Burton's book was great. Um, yep. Mina Suvari, I've heard I've heard her book is incredible. She was, uh, do you know who Mina Suvari is? Nope. She was in American Beauty. Do you remember okay, that movie? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With Kevin Spacey. Yep. So Was she the young girl? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the young blonde. Yeah, so she... Um, Apparently her book, my mom told me that to read her book, um, talks a lot about just her experience with with him and Oh, and after all of his after, sexual assault stuff. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um Oh, I have one in my queue called the No Asshole Rule. I should probably read that. I read that book. Good. Also the <laughs> good. Um, hey, you should read a book. It's called "Go." Uh, it's called "Unfuck Yourself." <laughs> yes, I, heard. I did read. Uh, I read a part of Dave Hollis's book. I wasn't. It didn't totally grab me. Um, oh, Laura Cleary's book was great. Jessica Simpson's book was so. If fantastic. you listen to this, uh, they're all. Most Josh of these Beckham. are are about women because she's a woman, and I'm not interested in half those books. But I've read some of them. Just I'm, yeah. I'm interested in what my team is interested in, right? But I think that's the point, right? You find people that are fasting. Uh, I also think that there's a big piece here, especially if you're thinking about a a business side of things. Um, 
getting the story behind like and looking for why certain people are successful mm-hmm. I think is super super smart and interesting you know the there, there are certainly some common threads um interesting enough a lot of the common threads are some level of pain is in, ch- in childhood some sort of psychological damage uh bring up br- brought up in the wrong side of the tracks beat up mm-hmm. by their parents left early told they're no good a lot of those people have chips on their shoulders um I love that. I I love that from a standpoint of like, if you can find a chip to motivate you, like, great. Don't you told me I can't do it. Excellent. You know, Christy told me the the, the, going back to helicopters, right? You know why I'm a fly helicopter? Why not? Because she told me I can't. I'm um, like, great, you know, great been, choice. I'm going to really go ahead and fly helicopters. I've been practicing reverse psychology <laughs> on my children quite, right. uh, quite a lot lately. Yeah, like, don't because tell me I can't do it. Like, I, I'm like, for sure going to do it. Uh, we are in a space right now that it's like I have never felt more unheard in my life when it comes to my family. And I'm like, I'm just going to start saying the exact opposite yep. of what I would prefer that they do. Like, stupid stuff i wanted we were gonna go see maverick and so i told weston hey while you and dad are driving out to the ranch later you should watch top gun because we're gonna go see maverick tomorrow and he looked at me like i'm just gonna say yes and you should know that that is absolutely not gonna happen and so i called him and i'm like you're there's not a chance in hell you're gonna do that are you? And he's like, mm, probably not. I said, you know what? You should only watch things that are going to turn your brain to total mush, especially that anime nerdy crap. You don't come home until you have watched every episode, every single episode. That's what I want. I want you to be worthless. I want you to be unsuccessful. <laughs> His brain. He looked at me. He's like, are you stroking out? I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> well, be, be careful what you, you wish for. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, test, I test that idea on somebody else's kids. <laughs> so yeah, uh, like, we digress. let's do we, some reverse we digress. psychology. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think it would be awesome if you'd be a helicopter pilot. You'd be like, meh. <laughs> yeah, well, because uh, you don't have a chip. It's like, oh, that's easy. Okay. Uh, but, but by the way, the whole reason, this, I think this goes right along with what we're talking about here. Like the whole reason I want to learn how to fly a helicopter is to learn something new yeah like literally that's all it is it's like i've got a lot of things in my life that are very very boring which is a great place to what be about planes you know what i'm starting with planes um i my dad flew planes my entire life and right. i've flown planes before but i've you, never have you mastered it no i haven't mastered it but it just doesn't interest me as much for whatever reason um and also the cost of entry is a lot less on a helicopter than a plane um and I have property right by my house I could put a helicopter on that I could oh. fly to my ranch. We've needed so, one of those. <laughs> so so literally if I could if if I decide to go through with Where's it. The, cue the helicopters. Right. So yeah, and then I'll be never mind. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, some of my friends are like, let's do this. Like, definitely do this. We're going to have a lot of fun. Some of my friends are like, I will never get in a helicopter with you ever, Josh. <laughs> oh, I will get in a helicopter with you. For sure. So, um, but going back to this whole book thing. So, you know, you get past the picking out some, a subject matter that you really like. Um, let's just say that you see it through. Like, and by the way, th- this is this is one of the keys, I think, to any goal in general is like, just see it through the end once. Like, if you, like, yeah. for example, the helicopter lessons. I don't know if I'm going to get vertigo or sick. Like some people get, you know, motion sickness. I might like take my first two or three helicopter lessons and be like, screw this. I'm puking every day yeah. and I'll stop. 
but I'll go through the first couple of lessons, right? Like I've already committed mentally to what I'm for sure going to do. Mm-hmm. So reading a book is a great example of like, if you say you're going to read a book, just read the fucking book from beginning to end. Like don't, don't quit on that. It's just like hitting snooze over and over again. Like, I know, and you got to get past that first. You got to get part. past the first one. Yeah, or get just get into it. I don't it. like the first part of any book. I'm like, can we just get to the, like? I don't want the meat. I don't want I, all this crap in the beginning. Like, yeah. Can we start um, in chapter two? I don't think that's how books work. <laughs> I know. I know, which is a real problem. <laughs> you start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. You know, that I there's a song do. about that, right? I do. Um, but it's just like, oh my god, like let's just get to the meat. <laughs> that's really funny. I don't think that you're ever calm when you start reading. That might be their, their problem. Yeah, like so. I like I'm I, maybe that's a big thing is like setting the space to do it. Like I literally think that there's nothing better than sitting on a beach with my feet up, drinking a beer, reading a book. Like and who's to me, that children not drown in the ocean. I glance up over the top of my book. Uh, it, that, no, that's a terrible answer. <laughs> I, I, it's just the truth. It's. Okay. I'll go that swim with him issue. a lot. I'll play football with him a lot. And then when and I'm then tired. And while you're reading is when accidents happen. Well, I, it, okay, helicopter mom. I, I'm hey, helicopter stopping mom. children from drowning is not being a Dude, helicopter mom. Do you let your kids outside in the street? <laughs> yes, they run up and down the damn street. When are they going to be hit by a car? Like you can't pick that. They live in a cul-de-sac. And there's still cars in those damn cul-de-sacs, right? And they run down the street to their friends' houses. Like we're not going to argue about this. So... <laughs> the ocean is a different story. I feel like you're the afraid of sharks. Set, I'm not afraid of sharks. I've almost drowned twice in my life. I've almost drowned three times. I got you beat. Oh my God, you're such a one-upper. I am it's a one-upper. when accidents happen. When you're not looking. It's when you're not Where looking. are your kids right now? <laughs> well, they're all sleeping. I'm sure they are. That's exactly what they're doing right now. It's 1030. They're for sure sleeping. They they're, are sleeping. What they're not doing is they're not playing around with like, like making fires in the backyard like boys do. No, they're not doing that, okay. I promise. Uh, I'm going to give them some matches for Christmas. They're probably, I'm going to give them a flint and a steel. My, that's what they should If anything, be they're probably hacking into some server. <laughs> that's probably that's so a little more we, accurate. We, we talked about the guy that I said you should be watching last time, whatever his name is from Canada. He really I talks have, about this. I have started listening to him. He talks about like, let your kids roam and get in trouble and get hurt early because mm-hmm. the earlier you do that, the more developed they're going to be. Anyways... Um, <laughs> It's the truth. I literally believe that. There's a bunch of freaking I wimps do, in the world now. Yes, I do agree. With like that. emasculated because boys because, because mothers won't let them drown in the ocean. They gotta get hurt every once in a while and learn that they can deal with it. It's the truth. I I didn't send out the ocean hurt, after, but we'll getting hurt is swim. being stung by a jellyfish. Okay. Drowning in the ocean. Don't say that. I don't want any bad juju over here. I well, then you should probably. I also not read am married. On the she doesn't read. <laughs> so we're fine and there we have it that's the answer i was looking for <laughs> somebody's watching the kids it'll be fine uh-huh, uh-huh, um safety uh-huh. in numbers too so going back to this right so let's get back past the uh just see it through the end uh, i was giving my my daughter some instructions because i think this is just really good learning lessons right reverse psychology actually worked too so she said that she's gonna run a mile every day as part of her workout this summer right because she wants to make the next league or whatever she's doing for volleyball. She actually wants to make the varsity, hopefully, um, as a sophomore, which is is going to be very challenging for her. And it's already like the 15th, 18th day of summer. And I was talking to her two days ago, and uh, she hadn't run a mile yet. And she's like, you know, I woke up late. We had this thing going on. It's like, do you think that I want to work out every morning? She's right. like, uh, no. I said, there's a lot of people that tell me what they're going to do. One day, someday they're going to do. 
Like I'll get better. And then they don't do shit. I I'm said, like, do not so here's an idea. Get used to being like that. And you'll be like that in every aspect of your life for the rest of your life. Or if you tell me you're going to, I don't care if you want to run a mile or not. Like, just don't tell me you're going to run a fucking mile and not, and run, and a mile. not run a mile. If you that say you're going to do it, just see it through. Do it. It's just the worst it character to develop. Gar- best character. Wait. What oh, God. Let worst me finish the sentence. Char- <laughs> <laughs> worst character trait to develop yeah. is to be someone who doesn't do doesn't anything do. they say they're going to do yep. and have a mark on your head as that person. Yep. So the good news was she did get up and she did go around a mile yesterday. I was good. like, oh, thank God. So, and actually when I left this morning, she was already at the gym. So presumably she's running the mile. Um, my point is, is like, like that's how you start to read if you're not a reader. That's how you start to work on knowledge. Like you decide what you want and you see it through. And um, and I hope that that resonates with some of you guys listening that you've said you're one, you know, next year I'm going to do this or someday I'm going to learn a language or maybe one day I'll start my own business or, you know, someday I'll whatever. And you've had the same damn conversation 30 times with yourself and you just never fucking do it. And it's like, okay, that's not the end of the world. Just decide that you really don't want to do it. Like we had, you know, a realtor and coaching quit. Why? Because I called her on her bullshit and I said, you know what? You're you're just going to be like this forever because mm-hmm. you're not willing to do the work. Like, don't tell me you want to grow your business and never prospect ever. Like, just right. don't tell me that. Yeah. So just say I'm comfortable where I'm at and that's okay. That is yeah, totally the okay. Yeah, because goal could be, hey, I need you to help me maintain yeah. where I'm at. And Dude, I think the, that's the a, goal I think can that's literally be, I want to do this job the rest of my life yes. and do it uh, in less hours, in less hours. And, and make a little bit more money every year. And and that's awesome for you. Like that is totally mm-hmm. acceptable. That I'm not shaming. That is a great that thing. Is, yes. In fact, there's probably a lot of mental peace that comes with that yes. that I wish I had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but don't say that you want something that you don't claim to do because this translates then into the, the second and third piece, right? Mm-hmm. Coaching and mentorship. Um, I've found a remarkably overwhelming truth to the fact that People that have been successful are willing to share their knowledge with people that are willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to have the first conversation always because somebody had that first conversation with them. What I've also experienced personally and professionally is those conversations stop when they feel like they're wasting their time. Yes. So 100%. there's a reason why they say the, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Because when the student wants a mentor, when the student wants a coach, for sure there's one that's willing to say, yep, absolutely, I'll help you out. Now, I do think, you know, it's very important, be careful who the teacher is. Uh, Like, uh, I find that a lot of people are following uh, uh, idiot, like children, children, children that are giving stock picking advice on the internet Mm -hmm. as their mentorship. Like, they, they subscribe to the bullshit that some child that's never made money ever in, in their life, but the market went up for about 18 months and everyone's values went up and they were just better at sharing their information to get a buck and get some exposure. And they didn't understand how to correct. And so people lost a lot more than they went when they were going up because they didn't know who their teacher was, right? So if you're gonna follow somebody as a mentor with money and example, make sure that person has experienced the ups and downs and done well in both, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to ask for somebody to coach you, um, make sure that they have excelled in that area Mm -hmm. or for sure at least better than you, but they've got to be at least where you want to be if they're going to coach you or mentor you. And so when I think about um, personal trainers, a great example, I 
I would never pay a fat person to personally coach me for personal yeah. training. Yeah. But I'm trying to get that visual mm-hmm. because people do that shit with every other area of their lives. Right. Right. Like, well, this video quality was the best, so they must be a damn expert. Um, my th- this kid I look up to in high school, and he's giving me a little bit of time, so this this person's my mentor, right? Um, I and, think too yeah. when they like so. Th- let's talk about this. So, and of, of course, I will go to baseball because it's just the most relevant in my life right now yep. as we raise kids. Um, <clears throat> being able to do something really, really well, and then. Um, and the ability to coach and teach someone how totally to different. do it very well are different. Yep. Um, very, very different. So, you know, having conversations with coaches, um, especially if you're going to hire someone uh, to do private lessons, because mm-hmm. now you're investing a pretty penny oh, yeah. um, for their time. You know, it's worth and I've learned this over over the years um, and even even with non personal lesson or private lesson coaches, but having conversations with coaches about, you know, their experience, um, how they got into coaching, what do they love about it? Um, leadership conversations. I, I mean, I had, (laughs) I had a coach (laughs) that wanted to, he wanted to go down the leadership conversation path with, with me. And I'm like, I hope, I hope you're ready for this because if you want to open this can of worms, (laughs) be very clear. Like I'm not just going to sit here and listen. I have very strong opinions about leadership and what your job is as a leader being the coach um, and, and where you're saying that that's not your job. So, um, but having those conversations and making sure that you're like hooking up with the right person that is going to one, excel your or you're going to get your your money's worth first and foremost right like your kids are going to see instantaneous results but i also don't want my kid around a dick you know like i want someone who's going to demonstrate what being a model citizen looks like you know i want an upstanding citizen as a coach or mentor um well i think as a mm, or leader I want to, because I think this is something to touch on here. Yeah. Well, okay. So I think when it comes to sports, I think coaches have a huge responsibility. Okay. Um, And sometimes I don't think that they accept the position, understanding the levity at which a coach, like the, you know, being a coach, all, all that comes with being a coach. So I think as a coach, you are, you are the leader. I think they are a leader. I think the way that they behave, Mm -hmm. the way that they conduct themselves, the way that they respond, Mm -hmm. the way that they, um, the way they praise, the way they criticize, all of those things absolutely falls under leadership. Yeah, I think the only, uh, not the only, the primary job responsibility of any coach is to get improvement out Mm -hmm. of you and to win. Yeah. Like that's it. So, so I, I'm with a, that, so yeah. I'm on the. Uh, what's really interesting is, um, like you brought the being a dick comment, right? So uh, I look at that as, are you? Is it okay for a coach to be super direct and verbal? Right? Absolutely. And the, um, my answer is, it depends on the 
kid or well, the adult, well, right? So that's the, being coached. Yes. If it's, yeah. So I, me, I guess the, the asterisk is. The asterisk is, are they the, giving that person what they need? Right. The to job go to the of the coach, level? the job of the leader is right. to identify the motivator, yep. identify pressure, the praise, or competition. Right. That's like the three motivators pressure, praise, your, competition. And, and that is, a, that is a job. I mean, it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of Everyone's work. different. You know, Everyone. what's funny is in our coaching program, everyone, uh, we ask before the semester starts, mm-hmm. like literally, hey, what what what, yeah. what what motivates you the most? Pressure, praise, or, comp- or competition? How often do you think that the person gets it right? Do you think people are really um, in tune with that? I think that people that have been coached for a length of time get it right. I think that pre- people are a new guess, um, but a good coach, well, it's easy to tell. Like, if, I, if you tell me your pressure, you've given me permission to be super, super strict, super, you know, use verbal uh, um, commands, use punishments, use uh, push-ups and burpees or, a, or literally a couple thousand dollar fine because mm-hmm. you didn't do what I said. And you will either like step up because you're, you're good under pressure and perform better next time or you'll crumple and be a little wimp and cry about it in which case that's not your fault it's, that's just pressure's not your thing, not your thing yeah. so then the next time i come back i realize that okay well the results didn't improve so that's not really the motivator and so the next time around that they do something well I'm like oh my god you're the best you did amazing like how do you feel about this like you're so focused on this negative thing but man you absolutely crushed it and here's why i say you're crushing it here's what i'm seeing and then they either respond or they don't and that's the praise thing right and then sometimes, like when it comes to competition, here's here's a trick for every kid listening. I want you guys to write this shit down. <laughs> the key to competition is to beat the person that doesn't know that they're being comp- that you're that they're competing with you. So when I think about lists, right? Like I think about the rankings. I'll give a great example: rankings in school for high school, right? Mm-hmm. Like apparently a pretty big deal when it comes to getting into colleges, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know what? Uh, so my daughter's school is. Top 10% is about 35 kids. So there's a big difference between number 36 and number 35, right? And um, and my, my daughter, Aubrey's a really smart girl, and she's in the 20s now. And all I told her, and she was in the 30s as uh, a fr- as come, uh, first semester freshman year, right? And all I told her was, And be clear, hey, that probably means she still makes incredibly great grades. Unbelievable. She's all straight A's. That's, she's yes. four point something. Yes. 4.4, 4.6, like, I don't know. I think that the highest average at Reagan was like 136 or something. It doesn't make sense, but yes. So <laughs> like, so here's the point. So Aubrey was all bent out of shape when I was talking to her you know, six months ago. And I said, look, because um, she was talking about the difference between her and first place. Mm-hmm. I said, your job's not to be first. Your job is to beat the person in front of you. Like, yeah. don't be 36 next time. Be 33. Like, yeah. who are those three people? And she found out. I said, sit next to him in class. Copy all their work. <laughs> no, that's horrible <laughs> advice. And no, not at all. I said, yeah. sit next to them in class, ask them lots of questions, find out what they're doing and beat them. And they don't even know that you're trying to beat them. Like to me, that's yeah. how you climb like really competitive people. So yes. you probably remember back at the old office when I had a, uh, the face of my yeah. competitor yeah. as a, as literally a dartboard. Uh-huh. And this guy, I was like number in the core, which is a, a coaching program for lenders and realtors. I was probably ranked number like 150 and this guy was number one and he had no idea that I have a picture of his face with a dartboard and I'd throw darts with him making prospecting <laughs> calls. I was like, I'm going to beat this guy one day. His name was Doug. Awesome guy. Still friends with him this day. Um, he's up, actually out of Dallas. Del, uh, Doug Bateman's his name. And 15 years ago, I throw 
darts at his face while I'd that make calls. That even ring a bell to me. Was, I think it was right before you joined me, actually. It was 15 really? years ago. Yeah, 15, 16 years ago. So there's been ago. multiple dartboards, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, we did that in the book of lists for a business journal. I had uh, Jamie's face for a while there, but that was right when you started, I think. Jamie right, Spanley yeah. was beating me back. I remember in 17, the... So 13 years ago, 14 years ago. The old, uh, yeah. So my point is like, I think that's a really great, the, the, going back to the motivators, is it is pressure, praise, or competition. So if you learn, if you start paying attention to what gets you off your ass to go do it, and you harness that, and you tell a coach, hey, this is what works for me, you're going to get better results, right? The whole point of this conversation is how to retain more too. It's like, it's not just about, you know, improving your knowledge, uh, you, you know, your gap, or sorry, diminishing your knowledge yet, but also reta retaining whatever you're going to do. It's really a big key there is like when you when you approach a coach or mentor, give them the tools. Don't make them guess how to make it, you know, what to get the most out of you. Like I am for sure, I for sure change. And by the way, that's normal. People change. I was competition for years and years and years. And right now it's pressure. Like I don't need to be told I'm good. I know I'm pretty damn good at this job. Like, and right. that's not a conceited thing. I just... I don't need to be told another time that I, I'm pr pretty good right, at my job. Like I'm right. good coaching. I'm good. Um, I can get better. I'm very oh, clear about that, absolutely. but that's not what motivates me right now. It's being told I'm not good enough right now. It's telling uh, being told by my coach that, um, that I'm underperforming what I'm my, my potential is right now. It's, it's, uh, my coach literally said one time last year said, you're embarrassing yourself and you're embarrassing <laughs> me. And that some people would say that's horrible. Why would a coach ever say that? It's like, because I'm chasing the top 1%. I'm not trying to be the 50th. Like I'm a 1%er in my industry. Like that's that's what I want. And so to get get there, it's like, you know what? Fuck you, Rick. I'm going to go prove you wrong. And I did, right? Yeah. And then, you know, months later, he said, hey, just so you know, just I was just trying to push a button because he's a masterful it, coach. He's yeah, a masterful. He got the best out of me. Yep. And then he knew when to go flip the switch the other way and say, hey, bud. You did it. You crushed it. You exceeded my expectations, right. right? They've got a voicemail that I saved from the end of the year I could play. Probably the best voicemail I've ever gotten from I a coach. I have a voicemail from Rick that I really wish I still saved. had. I, well, I saved it for sure, yeah. but through phone, you know, oh, new phones and all of that, lost I lost it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Just when he tells you that you suck, you feel it. And when he tells you you're the best <laughs> in the world, he, he means it, right? So my point then is, is like seeking out that coach, which is different than a mentor, right? Like you're giving somebody permission to give you homework, yes. to hold you accountable in your job. Like what I love is that this is that three uh, D's thing we've talked about, about before and yeah. probably season one, there's a difference between drifting, being driven and directed, right? And this is a good reminder if you're just tuning in for the first time, D, the three D's that, that, that people experience are, uh, some people are super driven. Like I wanna be a straight A student. I, I don't know where Aubrey got from. I was an AB student. I was definitely sometimes a C student, right? Yeah. Um, I think I graduated high school in like the top third, maybe. Um, in college, I finished like at 3.3. .3. So I was definitely a above average, but not excellent at all. So somewhere, somehow she was driven this enough. It really like weirds me out. It was boring for me. I know. That, that was the problem for I me. I know, but what what um, what I find interesting is that even though it was boring, that you couldn't do it like with your eyes closed, standing on your head. So the, you want to know what the what the what the difference was? Is I didn't do homework, I didn't do assignments ever, and I aced every test. And so, okay. So I would get doc points all the time because I would like because not it wasn't turned in i didn't need to do the homework to fucking understand right. it like if i if i listen to somebody talk about one time or if i read a book one time like i, I get it yeah and so i would ace every test it seemed like and, yeah. but that would be 
half the test grades and then half it would be like right. homework being turned in with your that, name on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, I got all the questions right. You know, it's me. Like, why do you need my name on it? And there's 10 points, <laughs> right? right. Um, but my uh, going back to this, uh, um, the three Ds. So driven works into, to a point and, and just remember drive always comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one thing that that people need to understand is drive worked for me. And that was enough. By the way, the drive typically comes from a chip on the shoulder. Like um, Aubrey's a pleaser, just a great example. So um, she's got amazing qualities. That's one that is okay, but it's not great. Um, and it's and the side. And I know this because I remember watching her play sports when she was a third grader. If she scored something, she would always look at the sideline to look at my mom, my wife and I to see if we were watching, right? Like mm-hmm. she wanted to make sure we were happy, which is something probably bad parenting I did years ago, right? I'm sure. But well, it's good to give them content for their therapy sessions right, when they're right, older. Right, absolutely. <laughs> right, but but the the idea then, guys, is is that um, she's whatever chip she got, she's like she's got the drive and yes. she's excelling in it. And it doesn't require any work from any outside source, right? Correct. So that's going to work right up until when? I don't know. Maybe it until she gets into college. Maybe it's when she graduates college. What, whatever it is, it'll work till it doesn't. And the drive will come at a cost. Um, for example, one of the side products of, of drive and that cost is that nothing's ever good enough. Like you focus on what you didn't you didn't achieve or the team you don't make, or, or as opposed to all achieve, the great games. Right. It's not ever good enough it's, when you... Or it's not, it doesn't feel as good as you thought it would feel it never when does. you get there. You know, yeah, and that's like, a, lo- oh, that's a man, long road all, to hoe. You know, all it's, that work and this is... Yeah. So you just keep like, well, well maybe it's well, this next step well, up. So what's funny is, I mean, going back it. to that example of like 30s versus 20s, you know, Aubrey improved by seven spots from first to second semester, right? By the way, not my goal for her. This is a goal for herself. And I was super excited. I heard because I, heard, I knew she was working on that. So I told, I told her on her vacation in Colorado, I was like, hey, babe, congratulations. You moved up from this rank, this ranking. And she was, she shut down for like oh. an hour. Why? Because she thought she would have moved more with all the hard work she'd put in, oh, right? Okay. I mean, we were talking about 0.01 differences between right. rankings, right? Um, and I'm so proud of her, so, so, so proud of her, uh, of the work she put in. But that drive, the cost is, it just, to her, wasn't good enough. Not to me. I am, she's right. way better than good enough. But to her, it wasn't good enough, right? So when you leave the driving, then uh, what most people do is they start to drift, right? Mm-hmm. And the drifting, as a reminder, feels like, um, it feels like it's I'm going like through the motions. Spa- it's like the movie yes. the Office Space. Yo, dude. If you haven't watched the movie Office Space, the first half of that movie. Uh, but bottom line, it's the feeling of uh, I, I I go through the motions. I hate my job. I hate my life. I, um, I, I'm a, really a boat in the middle of the ocean being tossed with whatever. Like it's, you don't wake up to do what you want to do. You wake up doing whatever is needed by everybody else. Yeah. That feeling is really sucky for me. I don't you. know that it has to be like hating your job or hating things. Uh, there's either. no satisfaction though. Uh, it's it's an empty feeling. That's the worst part about it. Or it's maybe, just yeah. You're existing. Yeah, existing. You're existing. That, you're, you're not thriving. Not thriving. Existing. Surviving, almost, yeah. Not thriving. Yeah, very much so. And 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 you look at the it's the proverbial rat race. Like it's people just doing the same thing over and over on a hamster wheel because yeah. they're stuck. Right, uh, and stuck isn't necessarily a bad thing, but they're not they're not fulfilled, right? Right. And so the the only way out of, of being driven is to go back to sorry out of drifting to go back to being driven, which re- usually requires a chip on your shoulder, like you have a big fall and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. I need to mm-hmm. go win again. Or more importantly, what I found for long term success is 
being directed. The third D yeah. is being directed. So the direction piece is I need a coach in all areas of my life always. There's a reason why I have a therapist. There's a reason why I have a physical ther- uh, physical um, trainer. Uh, there's a reason why I've got a business coach. There's a reason why I've got outside mentors. I have to have bosses saying, do you this. do good or you're doing poorly. You're doing well, or you're doing poorly. Yeah. Not you're bad, you're a bad person. It's like you're doing poorly or you're doing well. Like where are you? And tell me what to do to get better. And so I think that's really, 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 really important. Um, another big piece here, and it's something that you actually brought up before the our podcast, is this whole concept of, okay, great, now I've agreed I'm going to read a book a quarter. You know, now what? And you even brought up, hey, I listen to Audible, but sometimes yeah, I listen to two chapters. I don't know what the hell was just said, <laughs> right? right yeah. I mean, there's some truth behind that. But now that I know it's right. okay, because it's subliminal. Well, it's, 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 <laughs> hey, listen, action is better than non-action, right? The habit of listening yes, all the time is yes. better than just not listening. So yeah, first step, turn on abs- the audible. Turn it on. Um, <laughs> step two, listen. Yeah, step two, listen. Uh, I, I would say that there, there's some secrets here as well. Like, uh, I probably learned this in high school or middle school when I aced every test, right? Uh, that I would take and I'd suck at the homework. Um, I think really it, what, there's a book called The One Thing. It's actually a Gary Keller book in uh, um, G- Keller Williams' old book, probably 20 years old. Uh, but the one thing, the idea behind it is, I think, the most important thing from my reading, right? Like, I've got a thousand books on my bookshelf in the office. I could not recite every page of every book. I could for sure tell you the most important thing that I learned out of that book. Yeah. And so you can drop a name. If I've read, I'll say, yeah, the most important thing in that book is this. And so what I'm looking for in a book is, hey, what's one thing for sure that that I'm going to remember or learn from this? Like if I'm going to waste eight hours and retain nothing, you're right, it's a waste. But if I'm going to take eight hours to listen to an Audible or 12 hours to read a book, I need to get something out of it. Something. What's that one thing? And guys, there's, there's as much to learn about what not to do as there is to do, right? Um, by the way, if you're reading a murder mystery, please don't take notes on how to murder somebody, <laughs> right? Um, you take notes, notes you on know, how to get not get caught. Well, no, I, I'm the opposite. So I'm a guy and women are fucking crazy. So I take notes on how to like notice when something tastes different. It's poison. They're, they're, your wife is poisoning you, right? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> my wife loves true crime. And it scares me like she can't she can't pay life. attention to a news channel or to a sporting game. But you she put you put two trees on she's like leaning in, taking notes, talking to her friends about it. It's like, what are we doing here? Like Hey, in my in my will, the first thing it says is if Chrissy hasn't been investigated, investigate her first, then give her the money. They always start with the spouses anyway. Yep. Um <laughs> But the one thing is a big thing. Uh, yeah. Having a, like, you're a really great note taker. What's really, really unique about Bryn is she's really good for her organizational still. She, everything goes in these damn notebooks. But what's what she's good at, she can go back and find it. From, she'll remember it was in this color notebook in this month, and yes. I can go back and find it. Not everyone can do that. Like Top right of the page. Right. So finding some sort of organization your thoughts. So, like, for example, one thing I wish I had done in the first couple of years of coaching, which I started doing about three years ago, is all my coaching notes for my coaching sessions are in one book, right? Um, there's new technology that works. What's that uh, thing that everyone likes that I that I just got for Christmas? Um, Cass is setting up for me right the now. The thing you're going to give to me if you don't use in the next, by the time days. we record a next podcast. Done. Okay, good. I mean, if, I might as well use, what's it called though? Remarkable. Remarkable. So Remarkable is a um, thing of like an iPad, but it's a way to take notes and then create, turn it into a PDF and print it's it off and organize, organize your thoughts. 
paper feeling, lifelike, note taking yep. technology. So, so there's ways to do it. Uh, Post notes don't work. And one thing that you got to look at your life when you're trying to organize your knowledge and your thoughts is um, two or three things. Like these are like next level things that one of the reasons why we're doing a podcast is because I've got so much damn useless knowledge in my head <laughs> that I never committed to writing. Right. That we started doing a podcast to create a medium by which I can get shit out of my head. Get it out, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's what I mean by it is, look, if you're going to keep learning over a lifetime, you're going to forget a lot of great stuff. Oh, you're gonna, And you're going to have to relearn. Like, when did I stop? I, I remember I learned I that mean, years ago. All you have to do to figure out how many things you've forgotten is move. Like when oh, we yeah. moved offices and we had to go through our drawers and look at all the notes. I mean, I'm like this, like when the people say, I have forgotten Goldman. more than you've oh, learned. Yeah. It's, it's like, real. That, it's so real. Well, people that are always trying to learn and grow, yes. they for sure are free too. So um, what I was going to say there, it would be an index. Like if I had to go back and if I could go back and do it all over again as a 20 year old and I was trying to, to organize my thoughts. I would, especially with something like a remarkable where you can literally write a page and then put it in a table of contents. Yeah. I would literally create an index day one. These are all things about sales. These are all things about money. These are all things about relationships. These are all things about communication. These are all things about whatever. Mm -hmm. These are all the power. Uh, these are all the uh, PowerPoints that I've taught over the years. Here's all the um, topics that we talked about in podcasts, like, but like in an index format yeah. so that when you want to go back and reference, you can be like, oh, uh, I want to learn, I want to go back and teach something on sales. You can go to a sales Ooh. index and yes. then you can read through the highlights and figure out what you want to talk about. So mm -hmm. um, I've, I like the idea of taking notes in a seminar. I like the idea of taking notes in a lunch and learn. I like the idea of taking notes in a book. And most of the time, it's going to be lost in the world forever, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there is a reason why taking notes is helpful because we learn three ways, right? We learn, right. you know, usually by listening, by seeing, and by doing. Um, and so if you can listen to the Audible, write it down. Write a note or two. Write, write it, solidifies it down. It, it. kind of solidifies that, th that thought process. I would add a last piece to the puzzle that for me is what does it. You know this about me. When I learn something that I want to like remember forever, talk about it. I teach it for like a month. Yeah, the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. It is. It's in conversations. About it's about a month because it's, we usually teach it. What I have noticed is, uh, on average, it'll be taught five times that month over, oh, dude, over the next month. That's funny. That's what you're probably part of. That's what I'm part yeah, of. Yeah, that's yes. like you'll be in the same. Yes. My, my lunch and learn. My coaching. My yes. branch meeting. Right. Uh -huh. So Bryn will hear it. I will literally do that with four different core calls. Yeah. I'll do it with uh, my coaching within the company for our loan officers. I'll do it for our five different realtor meetings. I do it with my four or five recurring lunches with our agents that I do. Um, and then I'll probably do it once or twice with people that I coach that aren't even in our industry, mm -hmm. right? And so, I, I mean, I, I literally think I'm coaching the same subject 25 times. Yeah. But but yeah, then why so. do I have recall? Like people are like, oh my God, you have recall of something you taught like eight years ago. Like bullet point one, two, three, four, five. It's well, because it's, I fucking taught it well, over and, and over and over again. the reason I have recall is because I, heard, I hear it five times. And yep. it's, and each topic I hear five times. Like, yeah. You know, so and, when you hear about like people that re go back and reread a book, it's part of they want to ingrain that on their memory bank forever right and so um what i would argue is that when you're when you're reading through a self-help book or whether it's what to do or what not to do either way and you really want to learn it you got to write it down you got to repeat it 
uh, a great little, you don't have to be teaching it to a class. What I'm saying is you call up your friend because remember, if, uh, um, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. So in theory, you're talking to people that want to grow too mm-hmm. and be like, hey, Bob, I learned this really cool thing from this book today. I read this thing about the, from the book. This is what it was about. Here's what, I, here's what I'm going to do moving forward. Would you do me a favor, Bob, uh, in 30 days, if you can remember, will you ask me about that? See how I'm doing with it? And then, hey, Johnny, guess what I read in this book today? Like, it's kind of crazy. Never thought of it this way, but this really impacted me today. And that's, you know, adding value to relationships that, you know, you think about people that you talk to and kind of getting fired up about this subject. I know. I don't know why I'm so fired up. I I think think it's just. I think you're pretty much. You're I'm fired up about the subject, but I you're think, still on track. Because we're, so, you yeah. know, our bullet points where are you learning, and how do you retain and it, and then yeah, re- retention and then implementation. Yeah. And so all of these this all tactics into it. are. But all I think it's just so obvious that people that. suck at this. Like, and more importantly, the people that are great at learning, growing, and retaining, it stands out. Mm-hmm. Like, all of us have had a conversation with a super interesting person that is an expert in their field or knows a little bit about a lot. And there's a few people that are both good at both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they just stand out. So when you think about like who you're, um, who's that kid up in Dallas that you're super attracted to from a, not sexually, but like super attracted to as far as like he's uh, got millions of followers. You're just trying to learn from him on shorts. He was teaching about shorts. Oh yeah. What's his Ch- name? Uh, Chase Bradshaw. Chase Bradshaw. How old is this kid? Twenty. Mm, 20- 26 how many followers does he have two point something million two point something million followers is 26 year old is there something to learn from him Bryn um yeah cool how many calls have you had with him um several and several text messages and but it started with a two-hour sit down cool so I want you guys to listen to this Bryn is not 26 although you're like 27 right right um she's not 26 but she identified somebody that was a subject matter expert in her opinion, and she sought out, you know, a, a sit down mm-hmm. because why? Successful people are willing to do that. Yeah. And there was enough value and follow up added that he was willing to have multiple conversations after yeah. the fact, right? And so it's just interesting when you find somebody that's a subject matter expert or is, knows a little bit about a lot of things, they stand out. They absolutely yes. stand out. And so how people do that, it's not because they stopped learning. You know, they, they they are always improving their craft. They're always sharing their craft. They're part of the teaching it is to make sure it's solidifying in their, in their mind forever. And so writing one thing down, calling one or two friends about it. And this goes back to why book clubs work, you know, for, for a period of time. Like there's probably six or seven people from that book club that we started, what, eight, nine years ago? Yes. That's, we still share books with each other. I got one oh, from yeah. Chris Ockert and Brenda. Both have sent me book recommendations yeah. in the last 60 days. Mm-hmm. Um well, from a book club like from last time we saw Denise Brown, she gave us oh, both, dude, she a both stack, gave us a book. stacks of, of her favorite books of, of the year. Yes, I know, which is just so sweet, honestly. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that that's all very valuable stuff. At the end of the day, um, if you're drifting and you're bored with your business or you're bored with your life or you just find yourself to be sedentary in whatever it is we're talking about, um, you know, the first thing is if you say you're going to fix it, we already talked about it. Actually follow through with a step. Like yeah. follow through that. Be a better reader. Don't, that doesn't work. Read a book. Read a book. But Twofold. I think even before that, you know, the, um, you know, spending time to find what topics you really like. I do think it's worth, you know, having one 
pleasurable book and then one self-help book um, if you can if you can bounce back and forth between between books um but but if you're a new reader or this is something you really really want to work on or and not even just remember your consumption (laughs) is pick do some research on you know what topics are out there and which is literally just asking your friends that do read hey what do you also like oh my gosh get on if once you get on your podcast apps like they're gonna all these suggestions are gonna pop up too so that's a great place same with youtube i mean you put in one thing and then you know you get all sorts of others like that so do some research there fill up your queue like make a list like them so that way they'll be there for you Yep. And what, one thing that Bryn said is super uh, important. So I don't want her to have just skipped over it because it's exactly what I do. Um, you can only do self-help stuff for so long. Right. Like um, there were certainly years that I, that's all I read. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped for a while and I didn't understand why I stopped for a while. Yeah. It's because it became part of the job like you've brought up. It wasn't, right. it wasn't like I enjoyed it as much anymore. Um, and so what I literally do is I alternate right for this year. I'm alternating every other book. It's a something self-help wise I'm going to do something with that's a, about a topic that I'm interested in in business uh, or personal. And then I'll go read. It's I don't read garbage books, but it'll be a fictional book about you a like period hi- of time. Like, yeah, you like history books. Yeah, right? I like lots of, uh, you know, fictional books about World War II or Vietnam. I like war books, mm-hmm. um, but with fictional places, fictional people, but with real events. Just because I can Same. learn a little bit I, about real events, but I, I, I like to have a, like, what I mean by that is if you think about the movie Titanic, mm-hmm. what I really loved about that movie is not the, the you know, um, the love, not the love it's story. It's not the love story at all. It's, what I loved was the factual history about the clock, the factual history about the boat makers, the factual history about, you know, the people on board, the number of ships, the, and the what happened, the order of people how the boat the broke literally, like yes. how, it, like, I learned a little bit, you know, I'm yeah. referencing a movie from 20 years ago. Yeah. But there's a cool story to keep you interested in. But I learned a lot from that book um, that, that you know. I think TV I, shows are the same way. You know, you can. The right, the one right ones. The, Yellowstone's yeah. a great a great example. Right. Um, like you, 1883 you can see or whatever the nuts and bolts of like, that is non, that's not just story writing. Yep. These are. Historical th- fictions, what yeah. it's called. And I, I think that that's a great thing if you're, if you're interested in a, a piece God, there's a Devil in the White City, I think is one of my first ones I went back to. Devil in the White City is a murder mystery, but but a, a, about a true murder back in the 1903 um, Chicago uh, World Fair. So you're talking, the, it, like literally the World Fair at the time was painted, like the, they, the city that they painted was literally, everything was white, but you're talking about the first Ferris wheel. Like the first Ferris wheel in the United States was at the 1903 one, and there was literally a doctor that... Um, he had a uh, apartment complex that he was renting out or he had a, a motel, whatever it was, his multiple rooms. And he had these accesses buying, you know, fake walls to get into the different rooms and murder people in different no. rooms. And so you've got this historical <laughs> fiction going on. It's like, yeah. oh my God. But I'm learning about really cool shit at the same time. It's like, yeah. I didn't know that about Ferris and I didn't know, you know. Um, so anyways, I alternate between, I want to work on leadership and then I'm going to do this. I want to work on, uh, sales. I'm going to work on negotiation. I'm working mm-hmm. on time management. I'm work on uh, mindset. I'm going to work on, by the way, here's your, here's my top uh, book themes mm-hmm. would be mindset, leadership, sales, organization, time management, um, 
health, spirituality. So the wheel of life, essentially. Um, well, yeah, I guess I guess it's. Become that. Money, but. I guess it's become that. Certainly, most of it will fall into the. How do you create more time? Time management stuff. A lot of that mindset for sure. Like, how do you stay? on task for extended periods of time and get more done in a day than most people get done in a week. Yeah. Um, influence for sure, sales and negotiation for sure. Mm-hmm. And then I actually a lot of books about um, goals, a whole lot of books about goals, goal setting. Anyways, um, I would argue that probably this podcast, if we go back and look at the last couple of years of it, the content upwards of I would, because I, I can't give a real percentage. I would honestly say that more than 50% of the content that we've given has come from books that we've learned and implemented in our business as opposed to experience. And yes, yeah, we've I, experienced I defi- it, but it's well, the origination it, right, the origination was from a book, book or from a coach. Yes. And, and then, then we the experienced it and then we're teaching our, it, right? Yeah, so yep. that, it goes back to why I'll stay with us forever. It's like, you gotta learn it. You gotta execute it, and so learn it, do it, teach it is my mm-hmm. belief and mastery of any skill set. Yeah. If you want to write that one down, everybody, you learn it yeah. first, then you've got to execute it and actually do it, which is the experience piece, uh, and then teach it and then, third. Yeah, and learn the, and learn how to teach it. Yep. Learn if you can, if you it. can teach somebody to do it as well or better than you, you've mastered the subject, mm-hmm. and so I I don't have any other thoughts. What are your final thoughts, Bryn? So, I mean, I I think. I mean, this was fun. I mean, it was, you know, we talked about how to God, start. This fun. We talked about how to start reading or consuming information. We talked about where to consume that information, um, how to break that down, you know, and if you're going from zero uh, consumption of knowledge, you know, how to break down a goal. Yep. So three pages a day, as an example, um, where you can input reading or consuming information um example while you're doing laundry or cleaning up after something um are you learning so telling others and sharing your uh your finds right this great podcast this great book tell somebody about it share it with them implementing immediately i think is a huge piece so um i know one thing canon was talking about was his goal is to implement immediately something that he learned from the book before yep. he starts another one. Love that. That's great. Great idea. Um, and then how to balance it because you do, you don't want your reading to then become um, not fun or enjoyable anymore because you've made it too much of one subject. So find some fun books that you like. For yep. me, it was it's biographies, autobiographies. Um, of celebrities specifically. I just mm. love like hearing their inner stories. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's- well, I'll give some homework to everybody. So my final thoughts are pick something that you want to learn about and make that be your first subject, the first book that you want to read. Mm-hmm. Like something that interests you. Like, um, like I said, for me right now, I want to learn about something different. I'm picking, I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. Like, I just want to learn something new. So if you've been thinking like, I want to learn a different language, maybe that's something. If you want, uh, maybe it's... Uh, or how to, I mean, a I big don't one care. would be how to, how to build social media accounts. I, mean, I, I don't care so what many, it is. Yeah, it's so like many, find something that you're interested mm-hmm. in. So many podcasts, so yeah, many... And find a, a medium that you're going to start learning from and say, I'm going to see this through. Pick a period of time mm-hmm. and a quantity per day, something that's measurable. And then I would, uh, meaning I'm going to read a book in 30 days, I'm going to read three pages a day or whatever. 
and then um, and then I would absolutely the last piece of the puzzle, which which people suck at because they're so afraid of failure, is they, they need to share that goal with somebody else that gives a shit. And so that's the accountability piece. It's, it, maybe you can challenge a friend or ask a friend if they want to do it with you. Hey, you can email um, us. Well, yeah, we, we give a shit. <laughs> yeah, like literally, just ask a friend. Say, hey, look, man, I'm thinking about reading about this. Are you interested in reading about this too? Maybe we can talk about this in 30 days. Uh, I'm th- interested in learning about this. Would you like to videotape with me and we'll try this out for social media? I don't care what it is, but it's about moving the needle. What I found is that if I can feed my my knowledge bank just a little bit every single day. Five, 15 minutes a day. Yeah. The rest of the day is actually a good day. Um, I don't have to be doing that one thing all day long to have a great day. But mm-hmm. if I'm moving the needle and getting a little better at yeah, something every single day, those little bite sized pieces add up and, and uh, really pay dividends long term. Yeah. So. And I have said the way I organize my uh, consumption is during business yeah. hours, is if I'm in the car and I'm not returning phone calls, then it's a podcast or yep. YouTube or an audible. Yep. Um, and then outside of business hours, well, I bump my jams. <laughs> well, like subscribe, share, join us on short sense. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, email Sorry. us. We'd love some titles. If somebody wanted to talk about specifically. Yes. Yeah. If you have anything that you want us to, to, to chat on, then yep. yes, send those over. Other than that, thank we'll you see so you much next for listening. Time. Yeah. Cheers. Bye guys. <laughs>